guys, this is Matt the Man Cave with my beautiful wife, Tracy from Stir 414 Ministries. Uh, Tracy, one out of ten, are you dragging tail? Ten being, yes, I'm dragging tail. One, you're a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Where would you put yourself? Negative five. Negative five. <laughs> Me and Tracy are dragging serious tail. We're at two or three hours. There's her coffee. Um, never enough. Never <laughs> enough. She needs to drink it by the gallon. Uh, you know, yesterday I opened my uh, Schofield Bible. Let me find that for you guys. Um, this is my Schofield Bible right here. And guess where I turned to? Haggai! Haggai. And I, I really like the book of Haggai. But more than the book of Haggai, I just like the name Haggai. Because it reminds me of like these Chinese karate movies that I used to watch. Haggai! When... Haggai! Okay, so <laughs> listen to this, guys. I'm going to tell you a story. Um... Why is everyone saying it is not the right time for rebuilding my temple? Asked mm. the Lord. Where are, you, where are you at now? Haggai chapter 1. Haggai! Haggai! Okay. His reply to them is this. Is it then the right time for you to live in luxurious homes when the temple lies in ruins? Mm. Look at the results. Yeah. I like this. Cause and effect. You plant much but harvest little. You have scarcely enough to eat or drink and not enough to clothe to keep yourself warm. Your income disappears as though you were putting it in pockets <laughs> filled with holes. Wow, I think I have some of those jeans. <laughs> think it over, says the Lord of hosts. Uh, again, if you've watched the Man Cave for any length of time, you realize that that is one of my favorite titles for God, the host of the angel armies of heaven. And there's many ways that is portrayed in scripture. Think it over, says the Lord of hosts. Consider how you have acted and what happened as a result. Then, then, then what? Oh, I'm over here. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense what I'm reading right now. <laughs> then go into the mountain and bring down timber, rebuild my temple, and I will be pleased with it and appear there in my glory, says the Lord. There is nothing better in this life. In this, and, and, until you experience it, you just don't know what I'm talking about. It seems like a foreign concept because we are all so driven for different things. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yes. Uh, I mean, lost <laughs> world, this, just the lost world is driven for power, money, success, mm -hmm. uh, materialistic items, you know, uh, sex. I, I mean, just all of these things, drugs, anything, uh, any type of experience, mm -hmm. any type of entertainment, and they just can't get enough. And um, golly, I can remember when I was lost. Yeah. Just driven for all of the wrong things. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, and the sad, sad thing is, a lot of Christians are on the same page. People who are calling themselves Christians, they haven't gotten their eyes off of this world and put it on God and realize that he's the one that, that fills those empty voids inside yeah, of us. he does. And, and this says this, and I will be pleased with it. I mean, I'm going to be pleased mm -hmm. when you do what is my will, what I've asked you to do, yeah. and I will appear there in my glory, says the Lord. I think honestly... This concept is just blinded so many they don't understand. Even as Christians, it eludes them. There's so much to this. There's so much, so much. To this but text. sitting on the couch, reading your Bible, in the presence of God, there's nothing. There's nothing that compares to it. But you could tell that to a person that really isn't where they need to be with God, and they would just 
uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. No, no, no. It's, uh, you know, um, I, I love my buddy, um, the Sovereign guy. We watch him all the time, R.C. Oh, Sproul. R.C. Sproul, You right? know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he calls it Coram Deo, and that's Latin, meaning you're always in the presence of God. But there are times when God manifests himself so fully mm-hmm. in your life, it just blows your mind. You yeah. you feel like literally, if you're closing your eyes and praying, you could reach out and put your hand on top of his. You just know he's there. You feel him. Yeah. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And so it's not when these times come. It's so wonderful because he comes in a still small voice. He comes when you're not expecting him. And here... The temple had been ran down. I, I'm going to ask yeah. you a question. Tracy has no idea the question I'm going to ask. We were at a church. <laughs> yep, I know where it's going. And ahead. there was a woman, and she was always, her and her husband, because the church was an older church, she was yeah. always quoting, quoting this verse. Every time we had a business meeting. I was going to go here, too. Every mm-hmm. time we had a business meeting. She would say, what about this church? Yep. It's run down. And she would go into like a 15 to 20 minute rant. And this was the verse that she Jeez. would quote. And rightly so. And rightly so. Yeah. But let me go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Was it true that that church really was needing, it was. It was needing help? Okay. Yeah. It was needing help. And we'll leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> so God is saying here... In, in, to, in Haggai, hey, my house is in shambles. It's in ruins. It needs repair. I need you to fix it. And again, the greatest way we can get a blessing from God, because we all want to be blessed by God. I mean, there are those noble people that say, I don't need a blessing. I'm blessed enough. Please, as much as God wants to bless me, I want to be blessed. <laughs> but as we obey God, we yeah. grow in our relationship. We learn more about him. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yeah. We get rewarded. Yeah. There, I mean, you know what I'm saying? When, when, uh, I don't even need to go there. I mean, yeah. that. Uh, the, I, could, I could preach. I could literally go to any church. Crack open my Bible and preach on the blessings and cursings of God and could go eight hours. Literally, there's so much in the Bible and not even exhausted 1% of that topic. But again, in this text, it is true. And you might thinking, well, what does that have to do with me? And and you might even think, well, you know, it ties into that first church you had, man, that was kind of uh, dilapidate. What's the word? I can't even say that word. Dilapidated, dilapidated. It's it's not in ruins. There was just so much that needed repair. It wasn't even funny. But now, guys, let me transition here. I want you to hear this. You now are the temple of God. Mm -hmm. And and I wonder if God isn't saying, "Hey, instead of go up into the mountain, cut out timbers, you know, uh, shape these stones," maybe God's telling us, "Hey, I want you." To work on your temple where I live. Because see, when we gave our lives to Christ, the Holy Spirit came to live within us. And we now are the temple of God. And let me add to that, okay? Yeah, add to it, girlfriend. And you can actually, this goes, it's 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 like parallel. It's, it's hand in hand. Parallel. The two, the two exactly go together. Because see, if your church where you're attending is basically falling apart. Right. Um. And and no one's really putting anything into it. That's how they view God. Yeah, it really doesn't really. It's we it's would just have, a, but see what what it's what it's a representation of. Not just your view on God, 
but your relationship with, with God. God. It shows where you're at. Yeah. It's an outward, it's almost like baptism. It's an outward manifestation mm-hmm. of what's going on on the inside. Yeah. We would ha- we would go places, <laughs> invite people to church. And again, this was my very first church, and this was yeah. years and years back. Yeah. But the church was really, over the years, yeah. they had not kept it up. No. It was really no. bad. I mean, terribly bad. It, there was and animals we in did, it. We'll leave that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah there was animals. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we would invite people to church, and uh, we would go to nursing homes. We were uh, yeah. always visiting. People would come to church, and they were like, Matt, I loved the message. It yeah. spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we never could just kind of put two and two together. What's the deal? It really was the building. Yeah. The building where... Some people spelled it out. Yeah. You the know? building was turning people off from yeah. God because it was so run down. But yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. in contrast and comparison, I wonder how many times we turn off people from God. Yeah. Because our temple is dirty. Yeah. Or we have someone said, you know, we go to witness to someone or we go to ask them, you know, to come to church with us. And they're like... Why would I go to your church? Are you kidding? Uh, yeah. Weren't you just telling me yesterday that you did this this past weekend or this and that? See, the world can't see a distinction a lot of times in oh, our lives. Yeah. And so what yeah. God is saying, which is so wonderful. Here's the thing. He's saying, come back to me. Mm. Let's clean your temple together. Yeah. Let's rededicate it. And then I'm going to show up with my glory and I'm going to rest. You're already sealed as a Christian with the seal of the Holy Spirit. But God wants to do all these other things in your life. You know, Trace, I I think sometimes the tendency is to be kind of like the Pharisees. Yeah. Like there's certain people, not everyone, there's certain people we could we could give a rip about what they think about us. I mean, we just don't we're, we're we don't hate them. But we really don't get along with them, and we really don't care what they think about us. But there are certain times, certain individuals, whether it's someone we know at church mm-hmm. or someone who knew our mom or our parents or a friend, mm-hmm. that we try to impress and maybe, just maybe, yeah. try to make them think we're closer to God than we are or yeah. more spiritual. Yeah, th- this you know, is what... That's the Pharisees. Yeah, the Pharisees, the, Jesus used an example with them about a cup. The outside of the cup was, was beautiful. beautiful, but the inside was disgusting. Disgusting, and that's what. What was, was Jesus's vice? Clean, clean up the inside, inside of the cup first. first. Exactly. I mean, because it, what's inside is eventually going to come out. And I mean, you can look as pretty as you want on the outside, and your building can look great, but if it's not right on the inside, it doesn't really matter. No, because you don't have that relationship with God. So both of those are yeah. wrong. You have to have it right with the Lord first. Yeah, and and you know what? It just makes sense because this reminds me of uh, a conditional covenant that's Deuteronomy 28. It says, Mm. you plant much, but harvest little. You have Mm. scarcely enough to eat or drink. You don't have enough clothes to keep you warm. Your income disappears as though you were putting it into pockets filled with holes. And I've been there. And when I look back in my life, I was making more money than I'd ever made in my life. I was in California. I was making a lot. But I wasn't going to church. I wasn't serving the Lord. Mm. And I was about not my father's kingdom, but about my life. Mm-hmm. What the things that I wanted. It, you know, I wasn't interested yeah. in God's glory. I wasn't interested in a relationship with God. I, I only thought I needed him if I died to go to heaven. But when you're younger, <laughs> you never even think you're going to die. Yeah, you, but you know. <laughs> I, every as much money as I made, it was like 
eagles just grabbed it out of my wallet and flew it on off. Yeah. I didn't understand if yeah. you put God first in your life yeah. that he will safeguard your money. Yeah. He will He will bless your money. He will allow you to be a blessing to someone else. Yeah. We were sitting here prior to this devotion and we were drinking coffee and my phone rang and it went yeah. and um, a gentleman by the name of Aaron, yeah. Jay, yeah. Uh, sent us a Christmas gift it and he wrote, thank you, he wrote, Aaron. We Aaron, are so grateful. Thank you so much. It was such a nice it surprise. It was such a nice surprise. And we yeah. were just kind of sitting here. And there are times that Matt and Tracy need encouragement, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting here so tired, being attacked by the devil. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and here's, and you know, we're praying, we're committing the day to the Lord. We're asking for wisdom. We're asking for direction. We're asking for help. Yeah. And God moved this individual's heart. And I was like, you know, I'm so grateful to those people who hear God's voice. Um, It was such a blessing. I know, Aaron, if you're listening to the Man Cave or if you listen to this, thank you very much for that wonderful Christmas gift. And everyone, even all my Patreon supporters, I'm so grateful. Um, uh, I was reading um, an article about Kenneth Copeland that he he is the richest televangelist that's ever been. He's oh, he's really? he's like nine hundred million, and he's oh, manipulated all of these different laws. He, his uh, headquarters is in Texas, where he doesn't have to pay uh, uh, taxes. You know, he's 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 in like an eighteen thousand square foot home, but he says it's his parsonage. And um, guys, the money that's nice. given to Tracy oh, and I, oh, oh. Um, truly, uh, it goes for gas money. Um, it goes for electricity, mm-hmm. goes for water, it goes for the cable. Uh, every mm-hmm. month, uh, we don't have excess. We have we have uh, enough, and and what we're blessed with, yeah. we're so grateful for. And so, um, thank you for giving to this ministry, you guys, all of you. And uh, I guess the greater blessing is prayer, praying yeah. that God would bless me with Himself, and, that God would keep my family safe, yeah. that God would keep us healthy, that God would help us to minister to other people. And you know, so many people underestimate the power of prayer. prayer. Oh. We have seen so many things in our own lives. Yeah. Each and every day, we'll pray for something, and God will answer he that answers prayer. It. Yeah. And, and so many times we dismiss even the little things that oh, we ask we, in, in prayer. Guys, we go to God with everything. Yeah. Now, I don't nickel and dime, God, what color socks do I wear this very day? But you know what? This text <laughs> well, even talks about that. Uh-huh. Um because God gives you wisdom. He's already yeah, given you wisdom. Yeah. Hey, if you're wearing uh, a certain color pants, you know you need these color yeah. socks. But the Bible says that the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yeah, Here... You know what I'm saying? God is saying, you know what I'm saying? There's something I've asked you to do and you haven't done it yet. Yeah. For you and I, guys, what it is, okay, is to get rid of the dross. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rededicate your life to the Lord. Get into the Word of God. Get back into church if you're not going. Do your devotions. Do the things that you know to do. Clean the temple. Some of our temples are dirty. You have to realize certain kings would come into Israel or Judah, and here's what would take place. They would be pagan kings, and that that temple was beautiful before God judged Israel, and but they would bring all their their false idols and stuff into the temple courtyard and actually into the temple. Yeah. And then you would get a good king, and the first thing he did was clean out the temple he would get rid of all hezekiah reminds me of it uh-huh. you know uh joe was it joash the young kid oh joe i can't um 
there's what is it, Hannah? Josiah. 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 Young guy. Yeah. And what do they want to do? They that want to clean. Daughter, that was our daughter. Our Thank youngest you. child. Uh, <laughs> clean out the temple. And, and guys, I think just to always look inwardly, what am I doing that the Lord loves? What am I doing that the Lord would want me to change? Yeah. And how do I change? I can't do it in my strength. I cry out to him. Yeah. I confess that, which is confessing is like you're agreeing with God. Hey, this isn't any good for me. The Bible says all things are permissible, but all things are not beneficial. So if something isn't beneficial, God doesn't want you doing it, engaging in it, because yeah. long term it hurts yeah. you. The fervent prayer of a righteous man, excuse me, availeth much. There's power in prayer. And so as you start to line up with what God has asked you to do, you're going to notice zeal, passion, more of God's spirit because you're being filled to the brim and you're getting your prayers answered because you're aligning up with his will. And uh, let me let me end on this note too. Okay, Something baby. we had read one of our devotions yesterday. Oh, it and was powerful. It, it, it just really it hit. hit. It, it, it stated this, <clears throat> to remember Christmas is a time that we celebrate Jesus's arrival, not Santa's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was reading that it's yesterday. Not that you know, yes, okay, we love to celebrate Christmas, and if we have children, you know, yeah. gifts from Santa Claus. But that shouldn't be the primary focus. Yeah, and here I was doing a funny, I I was at Walmart. <laughs> I drank like three cups of coffee. I was at Walmart in the garden center, and I had this cap on, and, and um, I feel guilty now. Lord, forgive me. I was like, um, I'm Santa Claus, gangster Santa. Or some, some, I put it on one of the videos. I think it was yesterday's. But guys, it really, the reason for the season is about God Jesus, yeah, sending his son for us. As a savior. As a savior. Yeah. And and I need him to save me. I need him to help me, cleanse me, refine me, fill me with his spirit. And he will help yeah. you to clean yourself up. You come as you are and allow God to clean you up. Throw that burden off today. Yeah. Throw that yoke off of you guys. Relax. Yeah. Your Lord loves you so much. He's not asking you to build the temple by yourself. He's not asking yeah. you to go up into hills and to chop the trees. He's not asking you to cut stones. He's not asking anything of you but to rely on him, trust him, and to allow yeah. him to work through you. Yeah. He will help you to make the changes, okay, as you do. Man, you won't believe the blessing that you get because the blessing, yes, a lot of times it is materialistic because that's how we operate here <laughs> on earth. Okay. God blesses that way. Yeah. But the greater blessing is his glory, his yeah. presence, his life just coming out of you like living waters. Mm -hmm. I feel like preaching. You know, there's times where I feel like going down to the, the town square and just getting a megaphone and just preaching it up. I mean, then there's times where I'm just like, oh, I wouldn't dare go down there. I know who's down there. You know what I'm saying? But there's times where I just, I feel so emboldened with God. I just want to stand, you know, just like on a garbage can or a mailbox and start preaching at old school. Well, they actually, they have Preach. a nativity scene out there. You stand yeah. by that nativity oh, scene. And no oh. one will question you if and, you're in front of the nativity oh, no, exactly. scene. exactly. Preach the coming of Christ. Yeah, and Jesus just start hitting them, man. First coming, his second coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Start, he's yeah. coming back. You guys, are, you know what's crazy now? He came once. He's coming again. Look, look, look. look. He, we always celebrate him coming the first time, yeah. which is good because we needed forgiveness, okay? Yes. But he said, I came once. I promise you, I'm coming back again. Yeah, yeah. But no one ever thinks about it. No, no, I no. I mean, he literally, in the twinkling of an eye, oh, yeah. it's at like, the, 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 the blast uh, of the trump, 
We're out of here. He did it once. He can do it he's again. He's going to do it again. I, I've seen go. enough miracles <laughs> in my life to know he's real, and he's real in my yes. life. And um, uh, again, special thank you to Aaron Jay out there. Thank uh, special you, thank Aaron. you to all those who are praying for us daily. Yeah. Uh, guys, pray for this ministry. Pray for the lost. Tracy mm -hmm. and I, we come across this ministry is a very, very small part of all the things that we do. Um, we are trying to build up the kingdom of God. People need the Lord, yeah. point blank. Everybody needs God. As you watch the news, you realize, uh, uh, you know, Washington is filled yeah. with people that don't know the Lord. Like this nation's headed this in the wrong direction. This nation is headed in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, God told us in Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name will... First of all, humble, humble themselves. themselves. Isn't that funny? The first thing God asks, humble themselves because yeah, it's humbling. Because they're proud. Yeah, they're proud, they're arrogant, of, you know? Yeah. And and turn from their wicked ways yeah. and, and turn to God in repentance. Yeah. He says, I will heal the land because yeah. our land is sick. Yeah. Our country is sick. Yeah. And so, hey, focus on the good, not the evil. Be yeah. positive. Thank you, everyone. And remember to... to, to Focus on Christ for Christmas. Teach your kids as they're growing up. This is the reason. Yes, we, we can give celebrate gifts. with, yeah. Uh, guys, the gifts that we have under our tree, um, they're all, they're addressed this way, from Jesus to that person. Yeah. There's not, there's very few gifts, you know, uh, someone brought a couple small gifts over, but all the other gifts yeah. are from Jesus to Tracy, from Jesus to Matt. That's how we address our gifts. A man yeah. can receive nothing unless it's been given to him from heaven. heaven. Yep. John the Baptist, baby. Oh, I love John the Baptist out there dressed like a wild man, eating locusts and honey, going off on the Pharisees. You know what I'm saying? You brood of vipers. Man, you know what I'm saying? What hell all of you come out of? <laughs> I can't. There's a few people when I get to heaven. I, I want to I be in the line for Jesus first. You okay. want to talk alpha male. Look at, John look at, the Baptist. Look at, look at, look at. There's a couple, you know, because if there was a line to meet people, meet and greet in heaven, yeah. first and foremost, who wouldn't want to be in the line for Jesus? Yeah. Jesus, I love you. Thank you. Hug mm -hmm. you. I, I'm I, I'm not shaking his hand. I'm going to give him a bear hug, and he's going to think, oh, my goodness, that is the, the strongest bear hug anyone's ever given me. Man. And then after I love on him and worship him for about two million years, I want to slide on over to, I don't know, I have to flip a quarter. Probably Elijah, Elisha, and John the Baptist. And I don't know which order. I hope they're all together like in a threesome, answering questions all together like at a conference kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I love John the Baptist just plainly going off oh, on yeah. the religious yeah. leaders, okay, yeah. who were supposed to be representing God and weren't. Oh, uh, John, can you imagine uh, the, 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 these officials at the time were, which were looked at like almost like uh, dummy gods, you know what I'm saying? They were the highest form of religion. And he's saying, you brood of vipers, uh, what hellhole have you come out of? Uh, Who's, who warned you of the damnation to come? Oh, man. and then he's just like, he has, I can imagine if he's eating these locusts and he's dipping them in honey and there's honey dripping off his beard. He's a wild man for the Lord. I love it, baby. I love him. They probably didn't want to stand anywhere near him. Oh, no, man. He was, hey, he was the real deal getting it on. And then he's going off, uh, you know, <laughs> he's going off on everyone. You know, uh, oh, yeah. Herod, you married your brother's wife. You stole them. You killed. You're going to burn. Every, what's funny is he didn't hold back. 
He's the original Turner Burn yeah. preacher. They, you know what? <laughs> Let me just tell you the people who would not be allowed in our churches today. Oh, okay. Yeah. First of all, Jesus. Yeah. His message would not be allowed. He would very he, offensive. Yeah, he would be. Uh, that's hate crime. That's yeah. hate speech. He's, he's straight. Elijah. Oh, yeah. oh heck. Yeah, Elisha. Like, no. Nope, nope. John the, the Baptist. Ba never. Never. No, never. No, no, can you no. imagine? You know? Can you imagine John the Baptist? Can you imagine these prophets of old? coming back in our current day Ooh. and seeing the foolishness that's taking part. And we have a glimpse uh -oh. of that in the book of Revelation where it says the two witnesses come back. Some believe it's yeah. Elijah and Moses. Yeah. Some believe it's Moses and Enoch. I have a video on that. Friends, we don't know who it is. Yeah. Okay, exactly, because God doesn't specifically say who the two witnesses are. We don't know if it is the spirit of Moses yes. and the spirit of Elijah that are upon two individuals or if actually God yeah. sends those individuals, Most whoever God. they are, they're going to come back and it's going to be like culture shock. You know what I'm saying? That we've gone so far away from the word of God. Mm. And God's saying, come back home today, build my temple. And he's saying, yeah. you are my temple. Hey, yeah. we love you. Peace. Bye.